0: You're listening to the weekly wrap-up on Sprott Money News.
1: Happy Friday from Sprott Money News at SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, August the 14th, 2020, and it's time for your weekly wrap-up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us today is, of course, the great Canadian outdoorsman, Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning.
0: Hey, Craig, good morning. I'm in uh, Kenora, Ontario, which is just north of the Minnesota border, um, Searching for muskie, and I'm happy to report I caught a muskie yesterday, and I hope to catch one today when I get out.
1: That's good news. So you're, you're on fire, all the gold and silver going up, and you're actually catching muskie. It's pretty good
0: when everything's coming together for you, isn't it?
1: Yeah. What was that touch all the bases, or touch them all, Joe, right? Touch them all, Joe. All right, well, we should be able to have some fun this week, even though uh, you are out in the great white north somewhere, not so white this time of year. Uh, So anyway, just in in advance, folks, we're trying to do this uh, as best we can from a Skype connection through satellites and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to hold this together. But we apologize in advance for any audio difficulties we might run into. Uh, We're going to remove some technical difficulties. If you've ever had technical difficulties on the Internet, it's always good to upgrade your site, upgrade your servers, all that stuff to make it better. That's exactly what SprottMoney.com is in the middle of doing. Uh, we are working to make the site faster, easier to use, with a brand new website that will be launching in about 10 days, it looks like, a week from Monday, August 24th. We've heard our requests from our customers. We've made lots of changes to launch this new, easy-to-use and navigate website. Be sure to check us out, spropmoney.com, where you can always find the best deals on Bullion and also great deals if you want us to store it for you as well. Uh, Eric, it has been a crazy week. Well, geez, not crazy week. It's been a crazy 2020. Uh, We've given some back this week. We had a remarkable amount of trading volume of this plastic banana pretend derivative contract silver back on Tuesday. I'm sure you've got some thoughts on all this. So let me have them.
0: Okay. And and that's the second raid we've had in silver, actually. We had a a four-hour raid about three weeks ago where... The price of silver went down $2.50 in four hours. Of course, we went down $4 on, um, I guess it was uh, Tuesday. We went down $4 for the day. Uh, and of course, we're all worried that we're going to have that deja vu all over again in 2011 or 2013. And of course, there was a commensurate margin rate increase on Tuesday afternoon at uh, 5 o'clock. And um, I've seen that uh, play out before where. You know, price goes down, margin rate increases. It really squeeze the guy who's long. And it's uh, it's interesting that we've we stabilized so quickly here. It's absolutely amazing. And uh, the open interest in silver didn't go down much on the raid. The open interest in gold went up on the raid. And uh, subsequently, uh, there have been very minor changes in open interest. Uh, so it looks to me like it has stabilized. And, of course, the reasons for... Owning the metals uh, does nothing get nothing but getting better over time here.
1: No doubt about that, Eric. And a very important note as well, that even though silver, as defined by the COMEX derivative contracts, fell $4 to 25 I mean, there wasn't anywhere, Sprott money included, where you could find it less than about 36 if you wanted to actually get your hands on it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing the shortage of the product. Um, I mean, in fact, you know, I'm... Obviously, care very much about the analysis of silver here. And there's a whole bunch of data points, including the 2 billion ounces that traded on uh, uh, Tuesday. 2 billion ounces. and We mine, I think it's like 900 million ounces in a year, and you trade 2 billion ounces in a day. Now, that is just ludicrous. Who are these people that are trading this stuff? And why do they need to trade so much of it? Um, And, of course, it all goes back to in my mind, the key decision that a precious metal slash silver investor has to decide on was silver manipulated for 35 years so that it got it used to trade at 15 to 1 and it gets up to 125 to 1 in March. And you have to make your decision that was that an appropriate thing or was it just a bizarro world when you know, that it's produced at about an eight-to-one ratio to uh, gold, eight ounces of silver for every ounce of gold. Uh, I looked at the, uh, the Perth Mint sales. They sold 30 times more ounces of silver than gold. The U.S. Mint sells, various years, 30 times more silver than gold. And when you look at what's available for investment, of the, let's say, 90 million ounces of gold that's produced per year, maybe 80 million, 80 million is available for investment. <clears throat> in the case of silver, if there's 900 million ounces uh, mined, maybe there's 200 million ounces available. So it's available on a ratio of 2.5 to 1. 2.5 to 1? People buy it at 30 to 1. It trades in the market at probably 100 to 1. So what's going on here? And that is why I really believe that constant leaning into the into the sell side by the commercial banks because they knew they could push it down because money can do anything in a small market until until the guy asks for delivery and of course people are asking for delivery. We saw last night uh, there were I think six million ounces went into the SLV. I think there was over 10 million ounces went into all silver ETFs overnight. We produce two and a half million ounces a day. 500 of that is available for investment. 500,000. We put 10 million in the SO in the silver trusts. I think these guys are hung out to dry. And yes, they can do a one-day raid, or they can do a four-hour raid. But when when it comes to the end of the day, they got to cover their short. They're already losing. Imagine. They're short a billion ounces in total on the Comex, and it's gone up by ten bucks. Somebody's lost ten billion dollars here in like two weeks. So that to me is the big question that the listeners have to figure out. The to one silver, where it is always traded, it's produced eight to one. I think it's going there, and in fact, it could overshoot that. And I think that. When I'm looking at investment opportunities, what's going to happen to the value of this thing if it goes to 15 to 1?
1: And let me lay this on you, Eric. You know, we again, you and I talk about physical silver, and everybody listening to you and I should be talking about physical silver, actual silver you can get your hands on. You mentioned the, the phony baloney derivative contracts that trade two times global mine supply in one day. Uh, you mentioned the SLV, which can't possibly be taking delivery of that much silver. That's just impossible. It's just promissory notes and delivery certificates. And then let me give you this one. One of the oldest tricks in the book is the old unallocated account, right? Uh, one of the listeners sent in something this week on our list of 60 questions. Uh, this was buried in there, but this is very important, especially for our Canadian listeners. This gentleman said he has been a customer of T.D. Bank, which is one of your big banks up there, if I understand correctly. And he has uh, something like 13,000 ounces in silver certificates that they're charging him they, because they say it's, they're backed with physical silver. They're charging him fees every month for storage. This poor fellow walked into his branch, his local branch, wanted to redeem one of them. They called Toronto and they were told, "Now, nah, sorry, you can't have any silver. All, all we'll give you is is the the Canadian dollar conversion for it." That's just another one of the scams of how many all this invented pretend silver.
0: I've heard this story over and over and over. I mean, it used to happen at the Bank of Nova Scotia, which was the bigger uh, fiscal uh, silver and gold bank in Canada. They're going out of the business, by the way. They're going out of the business, and they took a provision of three hundred and fifty million as they walked out the door. Uh, how do you lose $350 million? Uh, maybe you were short. Uh-huh. And it's uh, probably way bigger than that now Now that the price of silver has gone up. But the same thing. Yeah, you take your certificate and you say, I'd like to get my silver. You don't get your silver. Now, here's the ugly part about that. This poor gentleman thinks he owns silver, let's say, $25. And they say, no, well, you, you don't own silver. You, we'll, we'll give it a 25 bucks." Well, you take the 25 bucks, you don't get an ounce of silver today because the premiums have gone up. And, you know, you might have to pay, as you've said, something like, you know, $36 for an ounce of silver. Well, that's very, very unfortunate. But uh, th- this is what the banks do. It's it's just like, you know, the the leverage system that they have, what they say they have. Morgan Stanley got to fine, I think it was like $250 million for charging um, fees on storing gold that they never had. And this is the same. These banks don't have the gold. They just take your money and work with it. They never did buy the gold or silver. So that's, again, the full unallocated, bizarro world that we're in. And please make sure you have it and can get access to it.
1: No doubt about it. And, Eric, while we're on this subject, before we start getting to some of the companies, just to double back to what you've been talking about for a couple weeks, the changes to the commitment of traders report here in the U.S., How it appears that the banks are not uh, Let's put it this way They are reticent to add to their short positions here Uh, In fact, one of the reports I follow Once a month comes out as the Bank Participation Report Which is a summary of all the bank positions Not by bank, but uh, just kind of put them all together The total net short position of the global banks The U.S. and non-U.S. banks Now the smallest it has been Since May of last year, before this breakout rally even began, it sure would seem to me that they are reluctant uh, to get in front of this, like they know they have a problem.
0: There's no doubt about it. Uh, The the one week that uh, is the most striking was two weeks ago when they actually bought back some shorts at losses, and that's the most important, at losses. These guys never lost in silver. And to think that the price of silver has gone up $10 an ounce, let's say from 18 to 28 and they didn't short it, that's their game, man. Their game was to short it and then whack it right back down again. But they know that people look at the SLV, look at the, um, the nominations for deliveries on the COMEX, look at the coin sales. I mean, you know, there's every indication in the world that the silver's not there so they're not going to they can't stand in front of it anymore they're already losing something like 15 billion dollars in their short metal position so and that's the stuff that we know about on comex what about the over-the-counter stuff they might be short as well so yeah the game is over i think that's the key thing the game being over and where are we going to go from here and i think i mentioned two weeks ago that uh, technical trades chris or has suggested that uh, silver could get to uh, thirty to thirty-five dollars within what was then five to six weeks is now obviously three to five weeks, uh, four weeks. Uh, so uh, that you know that's very likely to happen here. We, we have a few testy days here to see if we can get that four dollars back. We got about a buck and a half of it back so far, um, and I, th- I think we'll get it back. And boy, it could be explosive when this thing blows through thirty. I mean. I think it should go to 50 very, very quick. It's never spent much time between 30 and 50, by the way. I mean, it's like maybe three months in the history of silver it's spent between 30 and 50. So it could go fast.
1: The fundamentals certainly continue to improve. Uh, Inflation is picking up, really headed towards stagflation here in the U.S. and globally. It's very interesting with the FOMC, next FOMC coming up in about a month. Those are things that I'm watching. Anything else you're watching, Eric? Before we get to some of the specific shares,
0: I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, I, I love focusing on COT. COT's going to be the trade of the trader report this afternoon It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happened during the rain. Did they really reduce their short interest significantly or not? And even if they did reduce it, they still reduced that at losses. They took losses. This is not not supposed to be part of the game. So. We'll be looking forward to seeing what that is at 3.30 today.
1: All right. Well, again, I want to thank everybody for sending in their names. And, again, we go through every single one before we start recording, all 60 of them uh, this week, all the different questions and and, uh, specific company questions. If we don't uh, get to yours, it's mainly because Eric just doesn't have an opinion, and he doesn't want to, uh, as we've always said in the past, just kind of start talking out of turn about stuff that he doesn't, uh, know intimately or feel comfortable talking about so we look at them all though and uh, one of them on the list this week i guess we'll start with eric is uh, a company called fosterville south can you uh, add some comments there
0: sure yeah well it's interesting they took this uh, company uh, picked up the land uh, south of the fosterville mine in australia uh, they've had some great uh, initial drilling results uh, it's expected and i think it's reasonable to expect because this is a very famous area uh, for mining. It's where the Bendigo and Ballarat mines were back in the early 1900s. Of course, Fosterville was an unbelievable mine in terms of the grade and number of ounces, and Kirkland, of course, is trying to expand that and find another Fosterville on their properties down there. But uh, Fosterville South has done very well. Uh, The area is primed up to
1: go okay another question eric has to do with the company i think you mentioned last week chesapeake Um, and it's interesting in that it kind of combines another question because somebody just in general wanted you to discuss again about how do you value uh, measured and indicated ounces in the ground and chesapeake kind of falls into that category in that not only from today's value but what would be the proper value if someone were to come in and you know, make a bid for a company uh, based off measured and indicated ounces?
0: Well, it's a very complex question because um, the grade is very important. I mean, a low grade, you're not going to get as much for an M&I ounce as you are for a high grade because the margin on the high grade ounce is so much higher than the low grade ounce. In the case of Chesapeake, they have something like 500, and I think it's 23 million ounces of silver, something like that, and 18 million ounces of gold, and that would be in resources not measured and indicated, and and I think the market cap's around 400 million, something like that, so obviously, you're not even paying a buck uh, for the silver here, and obviously nothing for the gold, because the market cap doesn't begin to relate to the the inventory of of resources there. And, of course, the reason I like it is I'm assuming that these prices at at today's levels are going to hold and go higher, and those sort of low-grade ounces will come onto the playing field here and will get higher and higher values over time. Uh, The one uh, difficulty for Chesapeake is it's going to be a very – Expensive uh, capex and opex, subject to some new way of extracting the gold from the ore. And I know it's being worked on, and people are, think they found ways to significantly improve it, but we haven't had the, the hard evidence yet. So we have to stand by on that and um, to see whether it's going to be successful on. But you can imagine with that kind of metals inventory, that, that's a large metals inventory. That's something like equivalent to 40 million ounces of gold uh, with that much. So uh, I'm, I'll stand by. I think prices are going to go a lot higher here, and that will be a very financeable operation over time.
1: And you've mentioned in the past, Eric, that people need to start evaluating these companies off of how much silver they have in the ground, too, if the gold-silver ratio comes down like you think.
0: Well, that's an interesting thing. When I'm looking at drill results now, and I would maybe suggest that other people look at it this way. Like, I always convert a drill result to dollars, okay? That's, just, that's what you have got to do. What is this ore worth? And, and or just get grams, because, you know, if you're a low-grade and you've got one gram and it's big, it, it, it's an open pitable, it's probably going to be a commercial mine. Now, imagine if the guy also has 15 grams of silver, which we've all ignored before. But what if we do go to 15 to 1 on silver to gold? Well, then that 15 grams can be equivalent to one gram of gold. And now instead of having a one-gram deposit, you've got a two-gram deposit. Now, we're not there for sure. Keep it in the back of your mind because sometimes you'll find a guy's got like three grams of gold and he's got 100 grams of silver. And now the 100 grams of silver could become six grams of gold. So it, it's it's an interesting uh, way of turning it around and looking at the silver differently, and I do that with uh, lots of companies these days.
1: All right, moving on, just a couple left. How about uh, any update on Wallbridge this week? A lot of folks asking about Wallbridge because it's been kind of a I mean, it took off earlier this year and last year, and now it's been kind of lagging the last couple months.
0: Yeah, well, they had two uh, two drill results this week. I wasn't even aware of the second one because it came out yesterday. and, Of course, I was fishing. <laughs> Uh, but I ch- tried to catch up this morning. But the more interesting one to me was they had a uh, 20, uh, 24 grammer over 15 meters in the, what's called the Cayenne zone, which is separate from Tabasco and north of Tabasco. Whole new structure with large gold intersections, deepest intersection on the ore body so far. And these things can go a long way down, and they got a lot of strike, both Tabasco and Cayenne. So that, I think, really opens it up. I mean, maybe, you could, maybe Cayenne could double up the Tabasco zone, and Tabasco zone, I believe, is well over 2 million ounces. Then yesterday, they announced uh, the Area 51 results, and they, they sort of look at it a little differently, it would seem, that they have uh, something like 28 mineralized structures on the – Area 51. These are east-west kind of structures. And they're reasonably thick with with good grades, and they could be mined underground. Also, you have an area fifty-one up near the surface. What could be mined is an open pit. So you got the open pit, the underground area fifty-one. You got Tabasco, you got Cayenne. And as I sit and look at it, I think, okay, this whole ten million ounces could be coming into shape here. They actually mentioned that the Area 51 on these veins could be equal in size to Tabasco. So that's something that I've never computed into it yet, uh, but that's going to change the uh, endowment here very quickly. So it looks pretty good for Walridge.
1: You mentioned last week Jaguar and their earnings uh, and and how that relates to their price per share, and then the earnings came out this week. So a lot of folks wanting an update.
0: Well, they announced $0.03 U.S. of earnings, called $0.04 Canadian, as I mentioned, uh, they're probably in this quarter with the price of gold being higher, earning at the rate of l- roughly $0.20 cents based on the, the current share price of 70 So it's 3.5 times earnings. I think they go to 10 times earnings. That's another 200% from here. The trade's at 10 times earnings. And uh, they have announced a dividend now of uh, 0.8 cents per present share price per quarter, I hope. And they're going to announce a consolidation 10 for one. So that will be $0.08 cents on the new consolidated shares, which will trade at $7, but you get $0.32 cents in dividends. So you almost got a 5% yield and four times earnings. So I think that has every chance of going higher. Uh, I spent a little time talking with management this week. Uh, they are going to do some serious exploration on their very, very large property in Brazil. And between known bodies and other Places where they think there could be significant world class endowment, I think there could be a lot of excitement coming out of JAG as we go through these next 12 months.
1: And when's that reverse split, Eric? Because I know I'm going to get people on my site and they we're going to get emails saying, oh my God, it's at seven.
0: <laughs> well, the reverse splits, look at, if you've got the goods going for you, you don't have to worry about a reverse split. I've always said that, okay? So, and I, I'm not, I can't tell you the date because it's subject to regulatory approval. But I think they mentioned something like uh, maybe August, something like that. I don't know if that's official yet or not. But sometime later this month. And don't don't worry about the consolidation. Believe me, I don't think this stock's going down because of consolidation. We'll be okay.
1: All right, just one more, and then you got to go get a line in the water. Uh, Silvercrest, what do you know about that one this week?
0: Well, you know, there was a very very interesting drill result here. <laughs> they had they have a new vein. I'm not even remembering the name of it. Uh, but they had a 1.7-meter intersection with, get this, 635 grams of gold and 26,000 grams of silver, which worked out to 74,000 grams of silver per ton equivalent, which is almost 2,500 ounces of silver, which is worth $65,000 per ton I mean, a, a good gold mine uh, would have about four hundred dollars, like 0.2 of an ounce or six grams. And uh, th- this is, uh, is 65. You mentioned the margin on this. I mean, if that oil was worth 65,000, the profit might be 64,500. dollars <laughs> right. Just to to get back to grade here, okay. So I think it's a very major discovery. They suggest that the strike of this might be as much as two kilometers. The depth is. Meters. The average width is 0.8. When I do my little calculation, oh, gee, then maybe they could come up with 100 million ounces here, and uh, if they could move the whole thing up and maintain those grades, and of course, those would be incredibly profitable ounces, like so incredible, so worth so much more than one gram material. Okay, this is where the difference in valuing ounces goes. So, this could be a very significant addition. To uh, to what they have already. And I think it could be early in the mining cycle. And the mining cycle, I think, starts hopefully towards the end of next year. Or so you start mining things like that, man, you're going to come up with a gigantic earnings number. So it, it looks pretty exciting.
1: I like it. All right. Well, obviously, Eric's excited about silver. I think he figured that out over the last couple of weeks. And, and to that end, our monthly Ask the Expert segment is going to be recorded next week. And the guest uh, we decided to bring in was David Morgan, a man who's devoted his entire life to silver. So if you have any silver-specific questions, this is your time to ask them of David Morgan. Send them to us at the email address, submissions, just that word, submissions, at SprottMoney.com. And we'll try to work those in for David uh, when he and I record that thing next Wednesday. Eric, you got one muskie yesterday. Uh, If we're going to go along with the progression, you should catch two today.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll give it my best, you know that, and as I sit here, I see that uh, gold is rallying now. They came out with some retail sales numbers, which, the headline in Kitco, Retail Sales Disappoint, Gold knocked Down. Excuse me. Gold's supposed to go up when retail sales disappoint, okay? They, they can't even figure it out. Now, so anyway, it was down 9 bucks at one time, now it's up 2 bucks here. Hopefully silver will turn around and go uh, red for us here today. That would be very, very exciting caught report this afternoon lots to talk about next week i'll look forward to it
1: i will look forward to it as well my friend i can't wait to hear the rest of your fisherman stories about the ones that got away too uh we'll get back together next friday but for now and then just go see if you can catch some
0: i'll do i'll, I'll, I'll be a couple today you know i think you're on the mark there
1: well, you might be able to catch maybe a cold beer by later this afternoon too perhaps Absolutely. Absolutely. Me too, my friend. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please be sure to stop by uh and acquire some physical silver, and then we'll get back together next Friday. Everybody, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.